0: the richest country in the world, okay? Because America is so good about saying we're the most richest and powerful country in the world. Okay, but yet we have a housing crisis, we have homeless crisis, we have gangs and violence and all types of mess going on here. Hey, beautiful faces. It's me, Sunny, and welcome back to my podcast here on Anchor. Talk about it with uh, Sonny Morrison. Yes, yes, yes. I am in the studio this time. Normally, I'm either commuting or I'm traveling. And because Anchor is a platform where you're able to do your podcast anywhere, from either your cell phone, your laptop, or your desktop. But for the most part, I am always doing my podcast from my cell phone because I am always on the go. And instead of me not, to avoid me missing a show or missing recording a podcast show, I just uh, prefer to just continue to do it on my cell phone because I'm always on the go. But I am in the studio and i love to do it in the studio because i'm sitting down i have my notes i have my screen i have my desktop i'm actually at my desk at my studio in my house and it just makes it so easy uh easier for me to give you guys a great show even though my shows in my opinion are pretty good what you think well anyway i want to get right into our show today The show is brought to you, uh, was sponsored by Fashion Reboot. Fashion Reboot is a sustainable pre-owned boutique that specializes in pre-owned clothing that also caters to vintage, retro, designer brands, and unique styles. Be sure to visit them at fashionreboot.store. All right, so let's get into the show today. The topic we're going to discuss is the US housing shortage. Are we having a housing shortage here in this country? Is there a housing crisis in the US? So these are some of the questions that's being asked. As I was doing my research for tonight's show, people are asking, is there a housing crisis in the US? How can we solve the housing crisis in America? First of all, the question to: is there a housing crisis in the US? Yes. How can we solve the housing crisis in America? Well, we have to talk to the government that governs America. And why is housing so unaffordable? That's because all of the investors and all of the people that's coming over to this country and buying up the property. Because if you don't know, America is for sale. And now you know, correct? Yes, yes. America is for sale. It is the USA Incorporated. It is always going to be a capitalist, capitalizing, capitalist, American greed country because this is how this country survives. They survive off debt. They survive off selling parts of this country, and they do it right underneath the American people. I just want to plug all that in. And let me get into is there a housing crisis in the U.S.? Well, from what I research, it says that experts say the decades long U.S. housing shortage is only going to get worse. In the next year, the top economist for the home builder says, due to rising mortgage rates, and these rates are rising, the 2023 market will be very weak. And we're seeing housing under production in every corner of the U.S. and this information I got was from last year, October of 2022. So they're already predicting that this year is not going to get any better. So that means we're doomed. We are doomed. So I also researched on Fannie Mae. Fannie Mae is a loan provider. Um, with giving loans for property, school education, all that stuff that they do. This was uh, back in October 31st of 2022 by Jeffrey Hayward, which is the executive vice president and the chief administrative officer for Fannie Mae. And he says the cause of the housing supply crisis is widely understood after the great recession, new home construction dropped like a stone Fewer new homes were built in the 10 years ended in 2018 than in any decade since the 1960s. By 2019, a good estimate of the shortage of housing units for sale or rent was 3.8 million. The pandemic-induced materials and labor shortage exacerbated the trend. However, as evidenced by the surge in rents and home prices, In 2021, rising mortgage interest rates have already reduced housing demand, particularly for new homes, and a possible economic slowdown could reduce demand further. We expect that prices and rents will likely stabilize or even fall in some markets, and it is falling quick. Nevertheless, the supply problem will remain. And the pain it causes will likely continue to be felt mostly by who? Low and moderate income families. So we're doomed. We are doomed, people. It's, it's, it's really bad. It's to the point where now they are pumping out eviction notices. They are pumping out foreclosure uh, paperwork because people either can't afford the property that they purchase once they purchased it because the mortgage rates are increasing. Even my mortgage went up and it's like, really, what is going on? This is supposed to be one of the richest country in the world. Okay. Because America is so good about saying we're the most richest and powerful country in the world. Okay, but yet we have a housing crisis. We have homeless crisis. We have gangs and violence and all types of mess going on here. But yet we're one of these richest and powerful countries in the world. Come on, we got to do better than this. Other other people are asking, how can we uh, solve the housing crisis in America? How can we how can we solve this? That's a good question. Increase the supply of affordable. Rental units because what's happening all across America, if you've noticed, and I started picking this up before the pandemic, I started noticing every corner there was a crane in the sky, just like that song by Solange. There's a crane in the sky everywhere I drove in Miami, there was a crane in the sky. Next to a big high-rise building that they were building. And all of these buildings are being built for people that's not in this country. Because when they start building the property and they put the number out for lease, you call them. They tell you that they don't have any vacancy. How is that? Tell me that. Where are they advertising These apartments if they are building them here and I believe it is protocol for them to put the sign out that they are open for lease and lease you know for availability because that's a part of protocol but for the most part they're not advertising it here they're advertising it in their country and so those who see it in their country they go ahead and apply for it get approved pay their deposit and get over in this country and move in. Meanwhile, Americans in the most, one of the most richest and powerful countries in the world, the citizens here, we get crumbs or we don't get anything at all. You see what I mean? So the citizens here in America, you cannot be blind to see what is happening here. A lot of the American people who are considered patriots, They're focusing on the wrong things. They don't see what's happening. We are all being replaced in this country by other countries that's buying bits and pieces of America because America is for sale. The other thing or the other way that can be that we can solve the housing crisis is to ensure eligible households actually receiving house uh, subsidies. In a timely manner, like some assistance, you know, if people work and, you know, especially middle class, if you're working or the elderly, why not give them some type of uh, supplement? What's wrong with that? You know, you've worked all these years and you invested into this country by putting your taxes into it so other people can come over here and buy it. I don't understand what's the problem. You know, that's something that we really need to think about how. Can we resolve this housing housing crisis over in this country? And I don't think our government is really trying to do it because at the end of the day, when they buying, when people come on over here and buying up the property, where is that money going? I know it's going to the government, and I know it's going to whoever's in charge of either that state, whether it's the governor, the senator, uh, whoever is in charge, the local officials, like the mayor and the commissioners, where's that money going? Has anyone even asked? How often are any of us going to these local town hall meetings to find out what is going on in our community and what is going on in this country? And why is it that these uh, the supply and demand of these houses and this crisis that we're in is just skyrocketing? What's happening in America like we really need to stay on top of this, because if we don't, we are all going to be ass out. We're going to be sitting up under somebody's bridge or up under somebody's tree, you know, and we're looking at all these homeless people over in California, even here in Miami, even here in Florida, downtown Florida. There's a lot of homeless people here, too. And they want to say, oh, those people are on drugs or, oh, those people have mental issues. A lot of those people are not on drugs and a lot of those people don't have mental issues. A lot of those people have lost everything and they have nowhere to go and they have nowhere, you know, to turn. So it's not always that's that's not always the reason. The other thing is to protect the tenants facing evictions. To increase overall housing security for renters. I get if you have renters who move in and maybe within, you know, a a few months in and they're already late on. Not not even late because we're all going to be late. You know, I'm sorry. You do have some people out there that pay their rent on time, but, you know, for life or whatever. But then for the most part of us, a lot of us are unable to pay our rent on time every month. It's just too much. Life is just lifing. It does what it does. It do what it do. And sometimes things happen and we cannot pay the rent on time. And when things get backed up, maybe the renter gets sick. Maybe they lost their job. Maybe they don't have time to find a job quick enough so that they can get the money they need to pay their rent when, when rent is due. So we do need something to protect tenants facing eviction to increase overall housing security for the renters. We do need to do that. Because some tenants will still fall behind on their rent as they encounter rising rents because these rents are out of control. When the lease is up, the landlord will go up on the rent two to $300. Who does that? When did they start doing that? Normally they'll go up on the rent like $50, $75, no more. If they're doing two and three hundred dollars on the rent now, going up on the rent after after your lease is up, or it's time for you to renew your lease, imagine going up on your on your rent a whole thousand dollars. An entire one thousand dollars to go up for you to renew your lease. So if your rent is twelve hundred dollars. And they tell you in order for you to keep your, your apartment, you have to pay $1,000. So now you're paying $2,200 $2, for rent. And if you decide to leave, where are you going to go? Because these apartments, they want you to pay three times the rent to move in. Three times the rent. So you're almost paying $4,000, 5000 to move in an apartment when you can take that money and put it down on a property property. Back then, you can't do it now because the housing crisis has taken over buying property. You can't even afford it. It's, it's it's crazy. Renters would need protections to keep them in their homes while they get back on their feet. Congress and the administration could use a range of tenant protections to supplement the value of additional affordable housing supply, including expand tenant protections to keep people housed, not just during the pandemic or not just during that time, but also anytime they face economic challenges. We all do. Protect households that face eviction by guaranteeing renters right to counsel to better counter eviction proceedings and prevent homelessness. We have too many people homeless, remove barriers to obtaining future housing by eliminating evictions from credit reports, okay, and public records, therefore empowering individuals to have experienced the trauma of eviction. Because once you evict a person, it goes on your credit report. How are you going to go find another place to stay? because when they pull your credit and they see this big fat eviction on your credit, they're going to deny you. Now you're homeless. All of this system is ass backwards. If evictionary records were sealed, okay? Landlords would not be able to deny applicants on the basis of their past evictions. Now I get The landlord also has to protect their property. But if the person has a income and their credit score is at a level, but they was on hard times, which caused them to get evicted. We have to do something about that. Like something has the waiver in order for these people to be able to find housing or rent, you know, to rent a property. We have to find something to go around this eviction being put on the on the records. The state and local levels mechanism must be put in place to reduce preventable evictions. One way to achieve this is through expanding landlord-tenant community courts and increasing engagement of social services providers who could help avoid the high cost of eviction. Because right now they are pumping out evictions, pumping them out. You know why? Because people cannot afford to live in these apartments. I know family members who live in a studio and they're paying $1,200, $1,300 a month for a studio. And the reason they're in a studio is because that is probably the cheapest that they can find. There's other apartments here in South Florida where rent for a two-bedroom, I think is nine sixty dollars a month. And that's a regular apartment. It's not for low income. It's for anyone who wants to come, and long as as long as they feel like the application and they get approved, it's a two bedroom for $9.80 80 a month. But guess what? It's a waiting list because everybody, when those apartments were built, everybody went to that place, got approved, moved in, and these people are not moving because where are they gonna go? The waiting list has over a hundred applicants waiting. So that means you have to go into the office, pay your $35 for the application fee, submit whatever um, documents you need to submit, get approved. And then once you get approved, you get added on that list. But that doesn't mean you're going to get called because you have a hundred people in front of you. A hundred people in front of you. There is no one civil bullet to address the affordable housing crisis in this country. It is ridiculous. Affordable rental homes continue to be in short supply and renters face high and ever rising costs. Policymakers have the tools and resources to ensure both greater supply of affordable rental units and better protections financial, and otherwise for renters, for homeowners. We got to do better in one of the most powerful and richest country in the world. We have to do better. We really do. I just wanted to come on quickly and talk about this because this is something that is happening, not just here. It is happening everywhere. It's happening all over the planet. You know, you have people in different countries that are protesting, that are running into their, and, and going through their uh, government because housing and prices and gas and food and eggs, $10, uh, bread, $18, toilet paper is $50. I'm just exaggerating a little bit, but this is the route that we are going. It, it's, it's just to the point where what, is happening here. Back in August of 2022, there was an article that said in Canada, there are more people trying to buy houses than the amount of houses available to purchase. That's the same thing that's happening here. This low housing supply can cause a bidding war between buyers and allows the seller to sell the home for more than the asking price. This process Creates higher prices in the real estate market. And that's what's happening. You have investors that are buying property without even seeing it. They'll see it online. They'll put their bid in and they'll put their money in. Boom, they purchased it. And they're buying up all these properties in these developed communities like gated communities. They have homeowners associations and, you know, uh, Communities like that, they're going in buying up the property. But one thing I can say about the homeowners association, if you have a good homeowners association like I do, we put a cap on that. You're not getting ready to come in here and buy up all of the property and start renting out these properties to any and everybody. So that brings down your property value. Because now they're not looking at who they're putting in. All they want to know is if you have the income, if you have the credit score, and if you're not on, uh, your background doesn't show that you're a criminal or you are a pedophile or whatever. Other than that, they're going to rent out those properties that they invested in those communities. And they're just putting anybody in there. So now what I wanna do before I close the show, I want to share with you all a few companies that are investing into this housing crisis and the reason why this crisis is happening. And this is my opinion and this is what I have researched and I want you to bear with me for a minute because I have my computer up and I'm going through, I'm scrolling to make sure that I have the proper information here. But there are several companies that are buying up all of these homes in our communities around the country. And this is what's causing this catastrophe of a housing crisis. And some of those companies are Blackstone, BlackRock, Goldman Sachs, uh, the Vanguard Group. Uh, All of these different companies, Fidelity, um, they are buying up the property. If they're not buying up the property, they are collaborating with other companies, investing into these properties. And these are all billionaires. Okay, I don't know how much money they feel they need. Okay, you are a billionaire and you're still trying to get more. And the thing about it is, if it wasn't for the people, you wouldn't have what you have. And a lot of times the monies that these companies get, it's all coming from, you know, laundering or doing something scammy or dirty, you know, taking people money and investing it into what they need the money to do for them and then end up losing the investors money. It just it, it just happened. That's, that's basically what the whole story is in America. But BlackRock, it is an American multinational investment company based in New York City. It was founded in 1988, initially as a risk management and fixed income institutional asset manager. BlackRock is the world's largest asset man, excuse me, with US $10 trillion in assets under management as of January of last year. The CEO of this company is Larry Fink. The stock price is $759 per stock. The founders of this company, Larry Fink, Robert Capito, Susan Wagner, and more. It's a a lot of them. Uh, Barbara Novick, Raph, Scholenstein, you already know where I'm going with these people. Hugh, uh, R. Freighter, all of these people are a part of this company. And the other one is Blackstone. Blackstone is, give me a minute, let me pull it up because I want to I put these names out there so you all can do your own. Do your due diligence and do your research and so you can see who is behind all of this. Catastrophe that we are going through. And these people are sitting high on the hall. They can go home to their billion dollar home without any problem and make sure that their uh, mortgage is paid if the, if the more, if they even have a mortgage. Blackstone is an American alternative investment management company based in New York City. Blackstone's private equity business has been one of the largest investors in leverage buyouts in the last three decades. Wow. It's real estate business has actively acquired commercial real estate and not just commercial. No, not just commercial, residential. The stock price is $95. So if you want to join them, if you can't beat them, go and invest in their stocks. Just buy one stock. The CEO of Blackstone is Stephen A. Schwarzman. You already know where I'm going with these people. Okay. Asset under management is $880.9 billion since 2021. Blackstone real estate income trust. That is a subsidiary of it, which is real estate. And they go around and they buy all the property all over in the land and, and all of that stuff. They're just taking it. And then they're building these high rise apartments and they're, if, if it's not them building it, they're investing into the developer, the construction company. All of them are in cahoots. Meanwhile, everybody here, we are homeless. And the thing about it is our government allows it because America is for sale. And it's not for sale for people like me. It's for sale for people like BlackRock, KKR and Co., Goldman Sachs, all of these type of people. Evercore, Hellman and Freeman, all of these people, Goldman and Sakt is an investment banking company. And it is the, it is an American multinational investment bank and financial services company. And their stock price is $365.81. So if you have that much money, go buy a stock from them and just hold on to it. The CEO is David Solomon. Hmm. And it is based out in New York where all the money is. All the money is based out in New York. And the founders of this is Marcus Goldman Samuel Sachs. Hmm. All right, everyone. I just wanted to come on here really quickly. I hope this helps. And there's another one which is JP Morgan Chase. He's another one. JP Morgan and Morgan and Stanley, all of these people are the reason we're into going through this problem with this, with this home uh, housing crisis here. All of them. They, they continue to go out and buy up all of the property or buy land and build up all these homes, not to sell, but to rent. So stay tuned for that. I'm going to come back with other information on What they are doing so everyone can be on top of this. And Americans, let me tell you this. We have to pull our resources together. And what I mean by resources, I mean us as a people, our heart, our souls, our emotions, our mental and stop being divided by these people. These people are dividing us. And if you don't see what's going on, it has nothing to do with uh, a red uh, politician, a blue politician, a Democrat, a Republican. At the end of the day, to me, that's a game. We are the people. And if we don't come together, we are all going to be ass out like those jeans Prince used to wear with his little booty cheeks out. That's going to be us. So, yeah, I'm going to wrap this up really quick. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. Stay tuned for my next show. I am working on some uh, other information for you all. Some really good topics that we can discuss. And if you would like to be a guest on the show. So we can talk about this together. You can send me an email at Sunny. S-U-N-N-I-E. I Morrison. M-O-R-R-I-S-O-N. At AOL.com. Yes. I still have an AOL. So please. Please. Shoot me an email or if you like, you can go to Instagram, same name without the I, Sonny Morrison on Instagram. And you can DM me there and say, hey, Sonny, I would like to be on your show and I'll bring you on and we'll have a great discussion here on Talk About It with Sonny Morrison on Anchor or we can do it on Instagram where I go live. I haven't gone live yet for season two, but stay tuned. It's coming. All right, beautiful faces. This completes my show for today. Until the next time. You'll hear me on the podcast. You have a sunny day. Have a sunny day. I was trying to wake you up. <laughs> All right, beautiful face. I'll talk to you later.